Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to the final installment of the mini-series on our 2023 outlook, Playing It Safe. Today we'll focus on how investors focusing on generating income might position themselves heading into 2023. To do this, I have Audrey Goh and Hannah Chu from the Portfolio Solutions and Asset Allocation team. Before we get started, just a quick reminder for those who would like to join us at our 2023 Global Market Outlook webinar, please go to www.sc.com GMO to register. And with that, let's kick off. So Audrey, 2022 has been obviously a very challenging year for investors and one of the most volatile macro environments we've seen in decades. Seen steep declines in both equities and bonds, but amidst, amidst all this macro uncertainty, where do you see the bright spot for investors? Well, thanks, Steve. Um, I would view income assets as one of the bright spots going into 2023. Um, if you recall, a key challenge facing investors over the past decade has been to earn an attractive income without taking on an excessive amount of risk. And with yields on cash now well over 4% and yields on most bond asset classes are now near the top end of their historical range, um, investors today have a much greater choice of income assets to choose from. And we believe that income strategies will outperform balanced allocation strategies going into 2023. So you've got higher yields on offer, uh, moderating growth, and an elevated risk of an economic recession. And what this basically means is that strategies with cash flows, such as multi-asset income, and also DV equities will likely outperform a pure growth equities or balance allocation. And furthermore, income will also be an increasingly important component of total returns as the Fed continue to hike rates into the early parts of next year, and that will push yields higher. A, starting, a higher starting yield, both from a dividend as well as coupon perspective, will offer a greater cushion to downside price volatility. And with the Fed likely to approach the peak of its hiking cycle in the first half of 2023, um, this, in our view, creates an attractive opportunities for investors to lock in the current high level of yields on offers today. Okay, so that's why we like multi-asset income. I, I guess there must have been some tweaks that you've made to your, your multi-asset income allocation. So could you take us through some of these adjustments? So within our multi-asset income allocation, we have a larger than benchmark tilt towards fixed income assets. Uh, despite the recent decline seen in US government bond yields, most of the yields on income assets are still hovering near the top end of their historical range. Um, we also like high-quality bonds. And historically, prices on these bonds have tended to trough around the last uh, Fed hike in a hiking cycle. As the Fed, as the market starts to price an economic slowdown, and of course, eventually a rate cut after. So the starting valuations of bond assets have improved quite significantly. And with a wider credit spreads, this basically suggests to us a greater probability of investors earning returns in excess of the average deal on offer, say, compared to a year ago. Then from an equity perspective, uh, we still maintain a sizable exposure to dividend equities given the risk of losing value in real terms or inflation-adjusted terms for cash as well as bonds is in fact much higher over the long run. So dividend equities still remain and will be a, an important source uh, from both an income and capital growth perspective. But that said, um, we have tactically reduced our allocation to DB equities quite slightly uh, over the next 12 months given our views of heightened recession risk. 
Okay, um, Hannah, maybe let's dig on one of the points that um, Audrey mentioned. So um, she mentioned that we're cutting our uh, dividend e- equities com- exposure, but increasing bonds. Are there any areas within bonds that you, you like at the moment? Yeah, thanks, Steve. So maybe a couple of things that we want to bring to attention, right? So within the bond sleeve, we do actually like quality bonds and we've increased our allocations to um, the DM investment grade bonds, um, both government and corporate actually where yields are nearer the top end of their historical range since 2014. So any pivot to looser policies by the Fed will likely benefit these bonds. And you know, given their interest rate sensitivity, um, while they are less likely to experience heightened credit risk uh, in a recession scenario. We've also added to the Asia dollar bonds, you know, where spreads have widened significantly, and it offers yields in excess of the Asia local currency bonds um, that we've seen over nearly in a decade. So what we might see you know, is more inflows from the dedicated Asian investors. We also do expect the Asia dollar bonds to benefit from China's easing of mobility restrictions, um, the greater support to the property sector, um, which saw significant defaults already, uh, but more importantly, valuations being at a much more sustainable starting level. Uh, but we have, however, closed um, our preference for the floating rate loans, um, which has benefited from the surge in yields year to date. Uh, so while default rates remain in the low levels, it will likely pick up in earnest as loan rates get progressively reset higher over the quarters. And this compares to you know the DM high yield space where issuers have previously already refinanced um, and extended their liabilities further out. Lastly, uh, just to highlight that we also continue to like subordinate subordinated financials such as contingent uh, convertibles and the preferred securities relative to DM high yield bonds uh, because of the income and capital appreciation potential that we see. So, you know, cocoa yields, they currently yield in excess of 9%. And with the European banks today, we see um, as much better uh, position capital, capital-wise compared to the 2008 recession. Okay, I, I guess one question... Um, that our clients will have is that you know we, we, we clearly within an income portfolio actually also outside we were talking about this earlier in the well actually last week with Manpreet and um, you know that we prefer bonds over equities more generally um, so why is there an equity allocation at all can you just go, go through the rationale from that perspective um, yeah that's a good question and you know actually while we are reducing risk on the table uh, I think we still believe in the importance of a diversified allocation. So we have reduced our allocations into the dividend-paying equities within our multi-asset income. Um, but why it's important to maintain an equity allocation? Uh, one is because uh, of our expectation you know, of a mild and likely short-lived recession, in which getting too defensive at this stage could be counterproductive. Um, and you know, historically, what our analysis has shown is that dividend equities has also tended to outperform global equities during periods of higher inflation, um, though the track record of recessionary periods was slightly mixed. Uh, But nonetheless, we still see equity income as very much relevant, uh, even though equity downside is still quite possible. Yeah, and I guess it will, um, you know, know, over the longer term, it gives greater capital appreciation hopes as well. So, um, So still very important from a diversified portfolio perspective. Okay, um, uh, Audrey, Hannah, thank you so much for your time uh, today. That's all we have time for. And thank you, listener, for joining us. Uh, Just a reminder, as we try to always uh, 
I remind people on this, if, if you do want further insights, you can either go to sc.com uh, uh, to see our publications, or you can go to Standard Chartered Wealth Insights on either LinkedIn or Facebook uh, to get further content. With that, uh, wishing everybody a, a great end to the year. A Merry Christmas for those celebrating uh, those festivities. And uh, please take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.